Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. It's the box score breakdown today, the 1st of January, 2021. I've got to think about that really, really hard. We're in 2021, and yes, the basketball season is still upon us. G'day, I'm Scotty. I am your host of the box score breakdown, presented by Hoopball. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander23. My co-host, not here today, he is Mr. Jolly. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. As I said, we are presented by Hoopball, and speaking of them, they have a thing called the Fantasy Pass. Now, if you are an NBA fantasy kind of guy, that is your kind of thing. Whilst the drafts may be over, the Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at $4.99 a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for just 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel, but we know you'll love it. But as always, it's nice to have that option. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and a newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang with all the HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team, like Mr. Jolly and like our guest, who I'll introduce in just a second. So please do go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad below the main media wall. And as I said, we have a pretty cool guest today. He is a contributor to HoopBall. He is pretty active on that Discord channel. And so if you want him to give you a hand with that one-on-one help team, you can find him on Twitter at Brent Middleman. Brent, hello. Hey, Scotty. Nice to be here. Thanks, mate. I should say good day since I'm an Aussie. You're uh, of West Coast time. Happy New Year to yourself. Uh, did you celebrate uh, as nicely and socially distant as you could? I was about as socially distant as you can be. <laughs> uh, just uh, at home with my kids you know, just celebrating in style, which means they fell asleep around 11 o'clock. I woke them up. They woke up around 12.05 and said, did we see New Year's? And I'm like, yeah, buddy, you made it. And then they went back to bed. And then there was a few fireworks out the window that we could see. So a very exciting uh, fatherly New Year's. How about you? Nice, man. Uh, I spent it at my other job, so <laughs> I saw in the new year that that was a good start, but uh, unfortunately at work, but earning some decent money anyway. I hope so. Yeah, so hey, look, we've got 10 games to get in. As we record this, the last one, Portland and the Dubs are still going, so we'll get to that uh, right at the end. Um, So we'll start game one. The Grizzlies, 108, taking uh, on Charlotte, 93. We'll start on the Memphis side, and Kyle Anderson's strong play continued. He had 18 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, two steals, two three-pointers, one block, and zero turnovers. He shot seven of 15 from the field, two from two from the line for a true nine-category gem today. The lone complaints about his fantasy performance this season was the utter lack of steals and a few too many turnovers, about three and a half a game. But he addressed both of those deficiencies in this effort today. We don't expect him to be this good for long, and his role, I reckon, will eventually be threatened by uh, Triple J's return. But he's been uh, money so far, so enjoy it if you went and either drafted him late or picked him up off the wire. Uh, Brandon Clark, there's another guy who actually started today in place of Grayson Allen, who's out with an ankle injury. He posted 15 points, 6 of 11 shooting, 4 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks in 32 
minutes and now has three consecutive games with double-digit scoring. And as usual, he was very efficient tonight, which is good. The bad news for fantasy purposes is that Clark hadn't played 30-plus minutes prior to this game. That's despite the absence of Triple J. Uh, Kyle Anderson's playing well to start the year as well. So a long-term expectation for Clark, I I don't know. Uh, 24-28 minutes uh, game in a reserve role, maybe. Uh, Brent, either of those two tickle your fancy and and interest you moving forward with fantasy? Yeah, you know, I mean... Kyle Anderson has been doing it all season. He's, he did it in the preseason. There's no reason to think, uh, and in his healthy seasons with the Spurs, he was a top 75 player. So there's really no reason to think that he can't keep this up. The only thing that's going to stop uh, slow-mo from producing is JJJ coming back. Maybe Justice Winslow, if you know he ever plays basketball again, uh, could could affect his his standing but right now i i say you got to own anderson i would almost even in 10 team leagues and up at this point uh i i would you know he he has proven that he's going to be there that he's going to produce um across the board he's someone that i would pick up anywhere you can brandon clark he's one of those names that that i've seen on the discord quite a bit uh he was a you know one of those preseason uh pre-draft darlings of a lot of experts uh, it's nice to see him finally step up a little bit. It's a shame that it took an injury to Grayson Allen, who it you know isn't relevant at all in fantasy circles, uh, for that to happen. So that's a little scary. Uh, I, I definitely would take Kyle Anderson over Brandon Clark at this point. Um, and you know, I, all us Brandon Clark fans, I guess we have to hope that this is a uh, a season-ending yet not life-threatening ankle injury for Grayson Allen, which it probably isn't, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to see Clark really uh, being what we thought he was going to be this fantasy season. And if you have to let him go, I wouldn't blame you. Let's have a look at the Charlotte side. And LaMelo Ball shot six on 14 from the field, scoring 15 points with two three-pointers, six assists, three rebounds, two steals, and two turnovers in 27 minutes. Although it seems likely Ball will force his way into the Hornets lineup before too long. The bench unit has been very, very strong. And if he was to start, it had come at the expense of someone like uh, Scary Terry or DVG and another one who had a pretty corker of a game, but almost fantasy irrelevant. Bismack Biombo, he double-doubled again today with a team-high 16 points, 12 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, two assists and one block in 28 minutes. Along the way, he picked up his 4,000th career rebound. He's the only true centre on the Hornets roster, uh, which earns him a solid minute with... uh, Cody Zeller out with his wrist injury. He's played exactly 30 minutes in the three previous games. If you need a cheap source of boards and blocks, uh, he could be your guy. Brent? Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, If Biombo is out there, he's definitely worth a pickup at this point. I'm I'm sure you have someone on the end of the bench you're happy to get rid of. Uh, Terry Rozier, uh, you know, his stat line along with LaMelo Ball's uh, emergence here after kind of a shaky first game he's really you know ramped it up every game since and and it, that's a big reason why you know terry rogier on the discords has been a very popular sell high candidate hopefully you know you didn't miss the window to do so but the good news is i think terry you know he's one of those players that will have another big game here at some point in the next three games um and, and he's going to be much more consistent than his counterpart graham who I, I was worried about from the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, he started off, he was the waiver wire darling last year. His shooting percentages really, really tanked uh, as the season went on. I wasn't super high on him coming into this season. I didn't really draft him anywhere. And and he's shown just just that inconsistent shooting with the with the volume that he puts up can really be a killer. So, you know, I if you if you do have Graham, I would hope, you know, he's going to have he's going to have a big game at some point here where he knocks down a bunch of them. I would try to turn around and get what I can for him at that point. I wouldn't be as worried about Rozier, but LaMelo Ball looks legit. I don't think his shooting's going to stay this good just based on, you know, his career up until this point. Uh, but you know, we knew his assist numbers were going to be big. He's a big guard who can get rebounds and get steals. So, uh, if you draft a LaMelo ball, he's one of those rookies. So I think might pay off. 
Before we get into the next game, I need to pause the show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. And what is that stuff? It's the bruise letter. It's back, baby. Oh, yes. It's back. It's fresh. The 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, he's writing an email newsletter filled with the most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast. It's not on social media. Is he even on the Discord channel? Aaron? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Well, I don't think you'd find it on the Discord channel either, but uh, I'm sure Brew would be uh, giving some red-hot tips on there as well. Go sign up for his email newsletter. You can get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash brewsletter2021. Brew as in B-R-E-W-S, letter 2021. Sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y. Slash Bruce Letter 2021, Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Game number two today, the Boston Celtics, the Detroit Pistons, and the Pistons undefeated this year. That's funny. Did you see what I did there? Undefeated this year. It's only one day in the year. Uh, Boston 93, <laughs> the Pistons 96. Uh, let's start on the Boston side of things. Uh, and Jason Tatum. 37 minutes, 28 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block shot, 11 from 24 from the floor, three from 11 from deep, three from five from the charity stripe as well. And his old mate, Jalen Brown, who's had another strong game, hitting 12 from 20 shots, nine rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block, one triple in 38 minutes. Brown's certainly taken the leap of this season uh, to an almost all-star level, picking up a lot of that slack since Kemba Walker's out injured with his knee. His usage rate is up 6% on last season. He's getting 62 touches a game compared to 49 last season. Is this going to continue? Like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. This is absolutely legit. No Gordon Hayward, no Kemba Walker. Jalen is the, the second option you know, by a mile uh, next to Tatum, who had a very Jason Tatum line. If you took him in the first round, good job. But Brown looks like a steal where his draft position was. You know, we, we've we seen it for a couple of years. We've seen that potential. You know, he's had that 3 and D moniker attached to him, but he's really taken it to, like you said, all-star levels at this point. If he can keep this up, I mean, he's going to be right up there for a contender for the all-star game. And there's no reason to think that he can't keep this up. He's got the three-point shot. He's got the the get-to-the-rim ability. He's an excellent defender who can create fast-break opportunities. I love it. I think even if Kemba, even, uh, you know, I guess when <laughs> Kemba comes back, I, I wouldn't expect Jalen to really even drop off that much. I would be a little bit nervous about Kemba and what he'll bring to the table um, because he's going to come into a, into a team where Jalen has become the number two option and Kemba's going to have to accept that that number three option on this roster. So yeah, uh, if you got Jalen, congrats. Bad. Let's have a look at Detroit now. And Mason Plumley was terrific in uh, Detroit's win, pulling a season-high 15 rebound with eight points, one assist, two steals, and one block in 30 minutes. It was almost just like another day of the office for Plumley, who uh, continues to look like one of the best late-round values. He had an ATP of 141 coming into this game. Uh, so, look, he, he did pretty well, but he nestled uh, inside the top 75 in nine cat. So he's uh, he's certainly doing pretty bloody well there. And Sadiq Bay got some minutes uh Tonight or today, start of the season, uh, you know, it's only his second start. Finished with a career-high 17.7 rebounds, one assist, two steal, five triples in 30 minutes. He had 10.7 rebounds, uh, one dime, as I said, also two triples. He is the 19th pick of the draft. Bay is going to get some opportunities this season with the Pistons, especially with them at one for four. Uh, the bump in minutes was, of course, because Blake Griffin was in the concussion protocol. So, look, do you think Sadiq Bay is going to continue to get a bit more time, especially if they ship Blake Griffin off? And what about Mason Plumley? A great pickup? Yeah, I mean, with Bay, I you know, I think this is a little bit of an outlier at the moment, as long as, you know, Griffin's still on the team. It, it's shown that this 2020 draft was a lot deeper than I think people gave it credit for. I'm a little disappointed with Killian Hayes. Uh, he was somebody who 
you know, I rarely want to draft rookies, but the fact that he was starting, um, you know, he was somebody that I was looking at uh, late in drafts, but, you know, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. So he's going to have to get that offense going. I, I think Bay, you know, I don't think he's going to put up these types of shooting performances throughout the season, but he's definitely someone to monitor in shallower leagues. I would definitely target him in deeper leagues. Um, you know, if someone happened to drop Derrick Rose in your league, just go out and grab him right now. He's as solid as they come, even off the bench. But Plumley, yeah, I mean, he deserves all the headlines. I, I watched this game. He is the reason that the Pistons won. He had five big offensive rebounds. I, I don't know if the exact numbers, but I got to say almost all five of them were in the fourth quarter down at the end at the end he even hit a big uh one out of two at free throws which he's not that's not his best uh statistical category and he nailed one out of two when he needed to to keep him up three so the best that boston could do at the end was tie but they missed that shot um but Plumley definitely someone who should be owned everywhere if he's missing if he's showing up on the waivers in your league go out and grab him great source of not only rebounds but he he actually you know he only had one assist this game but I, but i've seen him get three four five assists a game at this point so really well-rounded stat lines be careful of your free throw percentage um if you're on a punt free throw team definitely grab them uh even if you're not if you have someone who can balance them out he's not a huge volume free throw shooter so he's someone who should go out and grab miami heat 83 the dallas mavs 93 the Ma- the mavs i just can't pick them i've got no idea what they are bloody doing this year but we'll start <laughs> with the heat and bam at a bio His line was very, very tasty indeed today. 36 minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and 4 steals. 8 from 12 from the floor. Didn't try any from deep. 3 from 4 from the charity stripe. And Jimmy Buckets made his return after the season opener. Uh, Got himself 27 minutes. Only got 2 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Shot 0 from 6 from the floor. Uh, didn't try any from deep. Two from three from the charity stripe. Jimmy Buckets threw some rust out today, but Bam Adebayo, another double-double. Miami, uh, look, plenty of fantasy relevance for those guys. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, I think Jimmy Butler is is a nice buy-low at this point. He's definitely, I mean, he's he's always been one of those guys, like barring injury, is going to be a first-round value and he the way he's coming he's coming off an injury he played poorly you know if you can go out and steal him right now i think that would be a good move um i don't think it's any kind of injury that's going to i was just showing grabbed him in the second round i think a lot of people got him end of the second round what a great value i mean the guy puts up boards assists steals the only thing he really doesn't do is shoot threes which we've become kind of spoiled from the center position uh but but bam will do everything else uh hero had a little bit of an off game he's going to be someone in dynasty leagues you know if you can go out and target him somebody to grab and and just a couple more i wanted to point out on this one real quick scotty and precious chua you know 10.6 boards in just 11 minutes, uh, f- he had shot six free throws, hit four out of six of them. This is a guy in in uh, Dynasty League, so I think is going to be a huge fantasy contributor. Uh, you know, he's on a deep uh, heat team coming off a finals appearance. But I think going forward, you know, this is somebody if you can get him in a Dynasty League, he's someone you want to go after. And the Goran Dragic is the last one. I-, I think he's a little bit of a sell high right now. He's been playing great. Uh, but, the, you know, those foot injuries can be a little bit nagging. Uh, but he's really that their main point guard, even though he doesn't start. And he's been playing like it this season. So uh, you might be able to get some really good value for someone who might be assist needy. But if you have to hang on to Drogic, you know, uh, I don't see him slowing down. The only thing that's going to hurt him at this point is if that foot injury uh, comes back. Uh, looking at the Dallas side, Luka Doncic made 9 of 22 field goals today and 9 of 6 from the charity stripe, going 3 from 10 from deep for 27 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists and 1 block in 37 minutes. Luka's shooting has been a bit of a hot topic this season. He came in a combined 2 from 21 from deep this season. Uh, close, flirted with that triple-double today. Um, you know, are you still confident Luca is able to perform, especially considering where he was taken, you know, usually top three in drafts this season? 
Yeah, I mean, I saw him get taken number one in, in quite a few drafts, too. I, look, I'm super confident in Luca. He, he just shows that you know, he could shoot like crap like this. He could still put up huge fantasy lines. Yeah, it's going to affect your field goal percentage a little bit, but he's also he's going to balance that out with some you know amazing games. He's he's drawing a lot more attention from defenses. Uh, you know, the rest of this Dallas team isn't that scary. So a, a lot of teams, you know, they're they're triple teaming Luca. I've seen at times, and he puts on. There was some move where he did like a triple move today. I saw where he did, you know, a fake at the hoop, a fake back, and then a fake back, and then it back at the hoop for the layup. I mean, he's got everything that it takes to be a fantasy stud. He's got the usage, he's got the green light, and he's got the ability. So, you know, if you took Luca, I wouldn't be turned off by the field goal percentage in this one. Just look at all the other stats you're getting from him. No need to worry. He's going to heat up. Looking at game four in an absolute corker of a game. Atlanta 114 over the Nets 96. And we'll start with the Brooklyn side. And Kevin Durant led the Nets with a team high 28 points. It drops the Nets to three and three on the season. Durant's been playing at an all NBA level, as we would expect, hitting 10 from 21 uh, of shots, six from six from the uh, charity stripe, eight rebounds, four dimes. One steal, two blocks, two triples in 37 minutes. Brooklyn has two more games until their next back-to-back set January 7th. It's definitely going to be interesting to see if they decide to rest him or not. And his partner in crime, Kyrie Irving, was held to 6 of 21 shooting versus the Hawks today, scoring 18 points, 11 rebounds. That career that ties his career high in rebounds, by the way. Four assists, two steals, three triples in 33 minutes. DeAndre Hunter was all over him defensively. Um, so that sort of supports why Kyrie was a bit poor in shooting. He's been the 11th best player in nine cat in the early going. He was sixth last season. Uh, so the presence of KD hasn't really slowed him down anything. Uh, you know, is this going to, this This certainly will continue and great value if you got him, you know, late second round. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the injury history definitely scared a lot of people off. So you probably got a good value on him. The Yeah, the only thing that it's, that's ever kept Kyrie from being a top 10 fantasy player is his, is his injury history. And it, it looks like, you know, he's totally healthy right now. There's going to be, you know, the occasional rest days for him. Uh, Same with KD. And KD is playing like a top five fantasy player. It looks like he hasn't even lost a step. I mean, it's super fun to watch him play. It's it's really encouraging, uh, you know, that that he was able to come back so strong from the Achilles and just shows, you know, the technological breakthroughs that have happened. And if that happens to somebody else, uh, like a Clay Thompson, for example, you know, maybe there's not that much to worry about. These guys are going to come back. Like even John Wall looked great yesterday uh, coming back off the Achilles and not playing for two years. So, you know, these guys, you know, I would not doubt Kevin Durant at all. I would not doubt Kyrie Irving at all. Uh, you know, if you got Durant, you probably got him around 11th or 12th in your draft. And congratulations because you got a top five fantasy player at that. The only thing that's hurting them this season is the shortened season and the rest days that they're going to get. But I think the volume that they put up is totally worth it. Uh, the only thing that killed Brooklyn today was their bench. Uh, you know, Levert was was disappointing. Jared Allen was disappointing. That's going to be few and far between for them. They're going to have a huge season. Um, those guys are going to be great to own in fantasy. So congrats. Trey Young played through some right calf soreness. Hit 7 of 21 shots, 4 of 4 th- uh, from the charity stripe for 21 points. We expect him, and and he saw that. He showed that last game. He got to the foul line a lot more than that. So the calf obviously making him a little less aggressive. Got seven assists, five rebounds, one steal, one block, three triples, three turnovers in 31 minutes. Atlanta sitting four and one. Trey is uh, definitely a dark horse MVP candidate, leading one of NBA's best offenses. Uh, the Hawks were leading all NBA offenses with 123.7 points per 100 possessions. And Young wasn't supposed to be this good, uh, you know, especially with how many people there are at Atlanta to feed in that uh, revamped roster. He's on pace for a first-round finish in nine cat, and that's certainly not a surprise to anyone. And Clint Capella had himself, um, well, his minutes 
certainly lifted a little bit with a double-double, 12 points, 6 from 10 from the field, uh, missed two shots from the charity stripe, 11 rebounds in 30 minutes, adding a career-high six dimes and one turnover. He'd only been playing those 20 minutes in the two appearances that he'd had since coming back from injury. So it's nice to see him get a bit of time. Uh, DG Gallinari was out with his ankle injury, so certainly didn't have to worry about him. Uh, John Collins played majority of the four instead, so he didn't have to take over a lot of Capella's minutes there either. How good's Trey Young, though? Oh, Trey Young is, he's the real deal. I, I watched that game tonight. Like I said, it, it was, you know, really fun to watch. Trey Young. I mean, he was shooting just inside half court three pointers and knocking him down. Super fun fantasy player to own. Everything you see out there is legit. He's not going anywhere. So, uh, you know, look like the people that that gambled on him in the top six in the fantasy drafts were, were right on the money. Uh, Capella, you know, the six assists was surprising and the no blocks was a little disappointing. Um, but he looks like, you know, people that, that that took a stab at him even though it probably got really good value because i think he dropped in a lot of drafts as as people wondered about his playing time with collins in there uh collins looked great tonight i do worry about when they're at full strength and gallinari is there you know this could be a good time to sell high on john collins after a game like this uh with dg out um to people that maybe don't recognize that's why the game was there. I, I feel like Gallinari is going to hurt Collins way more than he's going to hurt Capella. Uh, and also DeAndre Hunter looked great. I mean, he's he's been shooting way better than last season and way better than he's been projected to. So Dynasty Leaguers, uh, you know, Hunter's one of those guys that, that looks like he's going to have a, a good long career. And his defense has really improved too. I, I was really disappointed with uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich tonight. He's going to be better on most nights. The problem with this Hawks team is they're so deep, though, that Herter and Bogdanovich and, you know, uh, Hunter and and Reddish, these guys are all going to siphon off of each other and rotate fantasy nights, which is a nightmare for, for owners. But, you know, of all those guys, I think Bogdanovich is going to be the most consistent. Before we get into the next game, I've got to talk to you about our friends, at mybookie.ag. And ever since I've started on this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who have you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rogers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with MyBookie. MyBookie's reputation is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They are the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the National Championship college football game. It's on January 8th and on the every NFL playoff game as well. You know me. You know that I don't give my stamp of approval too easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a 1,000 smackaroos. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. The best bet is to bet with my bookie. Please gamble responsibly. Game number five, my terrible Chicago Bulls, 96, got absolutely trounced by the Bucks, 126. And we'll start with the Bulls. And Kobe White shot four of 13 from the field, four turnovers, finished a blowout loss with 12 points, four rebounds, three assists, and one three-pointer. Whilst his efforts weren't nearly enough for the shorthanded Bulls, a few guys out with the uh, COVID corona protocol, uh, in fairness, they were up against you know some fairly elite defense with the Bucs. Um, look, I mean, his shooting coming at 35.7% from the field uh, and inefficient. High-volume attempts is a major drag for eight and nine cat. Uh, Points league managers, though, would not be complaining too much about Kobe White. And old mate uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is really starting to heat up now that he's realised the league has started. 25 uh, 25 minutes, 12 points, five rebounds, three assists. He got a block as well. Five from seven from the floor, one from two from deep, one from two from the free throw line. The Bulls are... Absolutely terrible, aren't they? Yeah, the you know it, it, they have 
<laughs> if there's any positives, it's that the they have a really great you know core. They have good young talent on this team. The Bulls have done a lot of head scratching things, though. I mean, they take a guy who is look. Patrick Williams looks good, but he was a bench player in college at number four. You know, you feel like who was there? Halliburton was there at number four. Hayes was still there at number four. You know, uh, some head scratching moves there um, by the Bulls. Although Patrick Williams does look good uh, in their defense. Um, Otto Porter looks healthy. He's going to be up and down. He, you know, you really have him for his efficiencies, uh, but he's going to have those games where he does score in single digits like tonight, although it was a blowout, so that was a big reason why um, he got off to a pretty hot start. Co- Kobe White kind of is what he is. He's going to he's gonna hurt your field goal percentage, but you know, I, I, like, I like the assist numbers and the rebound numbers that I, that I see from him and the steals. Wendell Carter looks a lot better. I think Daniel Gafford's emergence may have a little fire under him a little bit. Gafford has looked great in limited time um, over the last few games. Uh, he just looks bigger than everyone else. He's blocking shots. He's getting in passing lanes and then picking them off with those really long arms that he has. So um, I'm glad Wendell stepped up because I'd be really nervous otherwise that Gafford would steal his job. Uh, so in deeper leagues, you know, Gafford is someone to, to target if you need blocks uh, and steals. But yeah, the, the Bulls just don't look good. Uh, they just don't have the talent. Levine isn't, you know, I think they're really doubling down on Levine and, and defenses for realize we'll make other people beat us. And uh, until Markkanen gets back, you know, we'll see how they are at full strength, but they didn't even look that good when he was in. So uh, sorry, Scotty. <laughs> That's all right. Looking at the box side of things, and Giannis had 29 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks in just 28 Huge. minutes of action. Fantastic. The dude's a beast. He's the twice-reigning MVP just doing what he does. He attacked every possession. The Bulls were hopeless defensively, as they have been without marketing. Uh, he finished 9 from 19 from the field, 10 from 18 from the line. Fantasy managers won't appreciate you know, the free-throw percentage, but we kind of expected that. Um, he did manage to sink one of his five three-point attempts, though. So that's nice to see. And then Dante DiVincenzo scored 11 points, making four of five shots and three triples, one board, one assist, and one steal in 19 minutes. He's now scored double-digit points in five straight games, tying a career-long streak, quietly piling up some fantasy value, especially in the nine cat where he is very, very efficient and his all-round game is just rewarding everybody, which is bloody good. How do you feel about the Bucks? I mean, I, I love the Bucks. I Giannis looks like a number one pick right now. I got laughed at a little bit when I got asked who I thought might win MVP this year, and I said I think Giannis would win for a third time in a row. I, You know, who's laughing now, really? I mean, he's unbelievable i think it's a great story to have if someone's ever going to win three in a row he would be a great guy to do it he works really hard he's humble you know he signed that extension with milwaukee of all teams he didn't jump try to jump to another team or request a trade i mean you know he is he's a guy that every every organization prays that they land this type of player on their team and he's just i mean you know free throw percentage aside I mean, you can't complain about the the numbers that he puts in the other categories, especially in a blowout game like this to still stuff the stat sheet. Uh, DiVincenzo, you know, he he looks like a, you know a good fantasy pickup. He he doesn't contribute as much in in other categories as as I hoped he would, uh, but he is a guard that'll get you a block occasionally, which is nice. I get a lot of questions about Brook Lopez. Is he done? You know, what's he gonna do? I kept saying he's probably going to do what he did last year, but it looks like, you know, he, his numbers are going to be a bit down this year, uh, but he did have a block. He did have three threes. And and that's really, if if you got Brooke Lopez, you got him for the threes and you got him for the blocks. Uh, so he's doing what he's supposed to do. He never is a big rebounder. So three rebounds is about average. Uh, the one other guy I wanted to point out was Bobby Portis, who uh, went for 13 and 12, with an assist, he hit. He was two for two from three, uh, and he had two blocks all in 25 minutes. He looks like a legit pickup in a lot of leagues. I know this is a blowout game, but he's been doing this in in normal games too. And also, the Bucks are going to have a lot of blowout games, uh, and he's somebody who's stepped in and 
and it's shown that in in if he gets 20 25 minutes he can put up a double double give you a block and a three which is pretty elite from a fantasy perspective so if, if someone hasn't picked up bobby portis i would check out and see if he's there game number six the washington wizards another team who won their first game of the season but remained undefeated for the year yeah 130 for the Washington Wizards the Timberwolves 109 will start on the Minnesota side and Naz Reed was productive in 24 minutes hitting seven of ten shots two of three three free throws for 17.6 rebounds one assist one steal two blocks including a triple of course the Wizards might have won by 21 points but Reed managed to finish as a plus four in the plus minus column. He's come a long way since last season at both ends of the court. He's been a fine short-term ad in the absence of Carl Anthony Towns. And over the last three games, he's posting top 90 numbers in nine cat as well for Naz Reed And D'Lo Russell today, 26 minutes, 14 points, four rebounds, three assists, and a steal shot. Six from uh, 16 from the field, two from seven from deep missed, two uh, shots from the charity stripe as well. Naz Reed's been an interesting pickup, though, hasn't he, Brent? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you had Cat, uh, I hope you grabbed Reed um, because, you know, he he's easing the blow a little bit. I mean, it's not, you know, top five pick and fantasy draft type numbers, but it, it's definitely serviceable from a fantasy perspective. So uh, he showed flashes of that last year. So if you paid attention last year, you probably jumped all over him when you saw the, the cat injury news. We definitely hyped him up on uh, Hootball and on the Discord. So if you're on there, uh, you were on the Nas Reed train. I know we we're all a little bit worried about uh, D'Angelo Russell when he didn't start the first game of the season, but he's been fine. I mean, he only played 25 minutes tonight and still put up good numbers. It was a blowout. Um, Washington just just ran away with this one. So don't read too much into that. D'Lo's going to be fine. And uh, Anthony Edwards, I think, um, you know, he's showing that even as a rookie, he can have some, uh, he can contribute from a fantasy perspective, mostly in the scoring category. Um, he's most nights he's gonna, he's probably gonna hurt you a little bit from, uh, the percentages, but, uh, he looked good. I mean, he got, um, he had a block tonight. He was what seven of 16, two of eight from three. Uh, so he looks like a legit, uh, fantasy contributor. Otherwise uh, I wouldn't read too much into the other numbers. This was a blowout. And on the Washington side of the ball, Tommy, the tank Bryant, Continues his magnificent shooting. 22 minutes, 18 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 7 from 7 from the floor, 1 from 1 from 3, 3 from 4 from the free throw line. And Bradley Beal in 28 minutes, 31 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal. 12 from 20 from the floor, 3 from 5 from deep, 5 from 4 from the free throw line with Russell Westbrook, as we predicted in yesterday's pod, sitting for today's game in a back-to-back. Tommy Bryan, mate, he's starting to heat up, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of people are high on on Bryant uh, at the start of the year and and, uh, at the drafts, and he, he got off to a bit of a slow start. But he's really starting to pick it up. I mean, look, Russell Westbrook is just a a numbers hog. He's gonna he's gonna steal rebounds. I, I watched the game the other night or yesterday when he played, and you know he would literally be standing right next to Thomas Bryant and jump up and grab the rebound from him. So he's gonna put up better uh, defensive numbers and rebound numbers when Westbrook's not in the game. But as far as field goal percentage goes, and a center that can hit threes and and make their free throws, you can't do any better than than Bryant. Um, Hachimura, he's shown that, uh, you know, if someone dropped him, uh, when he, when he had that initial three week diagnosis and, and got back much faster, I hope you picked him up. Uh, you know, he's mostly going to contribute points, but, but his rebounds have looked good and his shooting has been good. Uh, you know, he, he normally would hope for a steal or two from him on most nights, but like I said, this, this was a, a blowout as Scotty was saying. Um, so he only got 19 minutes and he's coming back a little bit. So I'm sure, um, you know, they're not running them like crazy, but uh, Denny Avija, uh, probably ruining that name, uh, but he looked great uh, again tonight. Advia, Advia, I think is the Advia. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get, I. it took me forever to do Antetokounmpo, so uh, eventually I will get Advia. Uh, so he looked good again tonight. I mean, he's definitely the guy to own. I'm getting a little bit nervous at this point about uh, Bertans. Uh, he's... 
you know, but I, but I think he's one of those guys that he's going to start clicking at some point. So he could be a good buy low target. Uh, game number seven, the LA Lakers 109 over the San Antonio Spurs 103. And I know there's a hot name everyone wants to talk about on the Spurs side, but we're going to start with the winning Lakers. And Anthony Davis come alive with 34 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, four three-pointers, two steals in the win versus the Spurs. The points, the boards, the triples were all season highs for AD, who committed just one turnover in 35 minutes of action. He shot 13 from 26 from the field, which was 10. 10 attempts above his previous season high. Fantasy GMs can only hope this means he's flipped the alpha switch. He'll resume vying for the number one fantasy honours that he has been. He's been very consistently now that his right calf bruise seems to have healed and not uh, hurting him and annoying him. Uh, LBJ, he triple-doubled. We should probably expect that from LeBron in the, in the win over San Antonio, scoring 26 points, 11 boards, 10 assists, three three-pointers, two steals. Last season, LeBron was listed as probable prior to almost every single game. He's been in a fixture of the injury report in 2021, alternating between questionable and probable, but he's yet to sit out a game, which is something we thought. That includes the back-to-back slate late in December, coming off the shortest off-season in NBA history, though. It seems inevitable that he is going to spend some time uh, and sit on the bench. We'll keep an eye on the Lakers' back-to-back set on January 7 and January 8. But AD, you know, he was almost a forgotten man at the top of drafts this season. But certainly, if he keeps putting in performances like that, you'd probably wish you took him one instead of Luca, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I was never on the Luca number one. I could see Luca, you know, four or five. But, you know, when it comes to when you have guys like Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, freak injury or AD, these centers that can give you blocks and threes and boards and assists, I mean, they're super rare. Uh, those are the guys that I like to take um, at the top. And AD is definitely one of those guys. It just looks so easy for him out there. It doesn't, it looks like he's barely even trying yet. He comes out of the game with a, with the huge line like this. Uh, you know, the Lakers are just ridiculously stacked. If you took LeBron in fantasy drafts, you got to steal because he hasn't sat out the games. We thought he was going to sit out. Um, you know, he's going to have these nagging injuries here or there just because of the number of minutes he puts in and the, the physical nature of his game. I mean, he's constantly taking contact and usually not getting the call uh, that most people would get. Um, so I understand why he complains. But yeah, congrats if you grabbed LeBron. Uh, KCP did have a, an ankle sprain in this game. Uh, they're saying it's mild, but he'll probably miss the next game. Uh, it's going to give a few more minutes to uh, Horton Tucker who uh, even got got in this game in the second quarter, early in the second quarter. Uh, so I think the Lakers are going to go more and more to Horton Tucker. So he's someone to keep an eye on if nobody's grabbed him yet. Uh, if he's sitting there in your leagues, I, I think he could earn more and more minutes going forward, um, especially if Kuzma continues to struggle a little bit. Uh, Dennis Schrader, he, or Schroeder, uh, he's one of those guys that, that I was hyping all offseason on the Discord uh, I hope you grabbed them uh, 15, four and three uh, two. what do you have one steal, one block. He's going to get a ton of usage, especially on the nights that LeBron sits, uh, but he's their, their legit third option. And on most nights when either LeBron or AD are sitting down, he's going to be the second option. Uh, so go all in on Schroeder. Bubble darling, Keldon Johnson scored a career high 26 points. In the Spurs' home loss, grabbing 10 rebounds, five three-pointers, two steals, one block, and one assist. He put together yet another statement game versus the Lakers, hitting 7 of 11 field goals, 7 of 8, uh, 3 th- free throws as well. God, I always mess that up. In 35 minutes, he had a massive block against LeBron in the final minute as well. He's simply just playing too well for his role to be impacted by the return of Derek Wright. Uh, His shooting efficiency was also a welcome sight. He came in at 40.9% from the field through four games. We've yet to glimpse the 21-year-old's a true fantasy upside, in my opinion. Uh, Derek White, toe surgery, made his debut 
and scored nine points with two blocks, one rebound, one assist, and one three-pointer in 20 minutes. His minutes, of course, were limited as he works his way back into the mix for San Antonio. He should still be on, you know, if he is on any of the waiver wires, he probably shouldn't be, but if he is, the Spurs are fully embracing the small ball lineups. So uh, a developed lineup with Jakob Portul, surrounded by White, Murray, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson. White should overtake Walker for a starting job at least. He'll probably take some minutes away from uh, Murray as well. But even in a bench roll, across the board stats are enough for him to be mid-round value. I don't think he's on any waiver wires. If he is, I'd certainly go and pick Derek White up. Uh, the same with Keldon Johnson, who is still, uh, you know, when it comes to top 75 guys, one of the most underdrafted players in NBA fantasy. Your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, White has to be owned. White's not going to hurt Keldon Johnson at all. White's going to hurt Lonnie Walker's numbers. Um, so, you know, be careful if you, if you have Walker, I still think he's going to have good games here or there, but, but him and white are going to rotate. And, and like you said, I think he's going to hurt Murray a little bit. Um, but I'm still really high on, on DeJounte Murray as, as a uh, point guard who can rebound. Um, the assist numbers were disappointing tonight. He only had one assist, but the eight boards were awesome. Um, he did shoot four threes. He's not known for his threes, but, uh, he can knock them down. I mean, he missed all four tonight, but but he'll hit. He'll usually hit a couple of those. Um, Keldon Johnson looks like the real deal. I, I watched that game. He uh, they call him the Mustang. <laughs> I was watching the Spurs broadcasters <laughs> uh, do it. Uh, and in the I like that nickname a lot, um, especially on a you know a team who's I guess their mascot is a horse, right? The Spurs or what you oh, kick yeah, horses with <laughs> the thing on your shoes you hit horses with. Um, yeah, and the Mustang is kicking right now. He's he looked great. I mean, the fact that he could shoot those threes, they look really smooth and controlled. Um, it didn't look like a fluke. Uh, he's a big, you know, he's almost, he's just like a big guard. Although, you know, he, he plays a little bit of power forward here and there. Um, he, he looked great and he was guarding LeBron, uh, too, in this game. And he would be guarding LeBron on one end and come down and, and nail those threes on the other end, which was super impressive. So most nights he's not going to be guarding a LeBron James. So, you know, I, I think he's only going to get better and better as he gets more confident. And the fact that Greg, po- if Greg Popovich has confidence in him, I have confidence in him because, you know, in Popovich, we trust. And, and DeRozan was just amazingly solid again. He's not a sell high DeRozan is someone who you hang on to as just across the board. And he was not, he hit three or four threes tonight. So if you're worried about DeRozan and his threes, forget about it. I mean, DeRozan looks great. He looks as good as he's ever looked. So um, yeah, uh, uh, there's some really good fantasy contributors here on the Spurs team. Uh, Game number eight, the Phoenix Suns 106 in a very tight contest against Denver 103. We'll start on the losing side and Denver Murray, Jamal Murray, had a right elbow bruise that had him sit out Tuesday's game and benefited from a bit of a lull in the schedule. He returned shooting 12 of 22 to score a season-high 31 points, five assists, four rebounds, four three-pointers, and two steals in 41 minutes. That electric performance has... For me, erased any concern that his elbow contusion is a, a bit of an issue. Um, yeah. You know, yes, Denver might have felt one to four after the loss, and they rank near the bottom of the league defensively. But I'm sure that they will get back on track. They're playing a banged up Wolves on Sunday and Tuesday. Jamal Murray is, certainly looks like he is back on track, and the Joker Nikola Jokic navigated foul trouble to finish the game with 17 points, 11 assists and nine rebounds in 30 minutes. Um, And look, yeah, okay, they only have one win to show for it, but that doesn't affect your fantasy stuff. So his fantasy managers have got to be feeling great with their number one pick, averaging 24.5 points, 13.5 assists, 11.5 rebounds. Yeah, that's right. He's averaging a triple-double this season with 1.5 steals, 1 triple, and 0.8 blocks. He hit a rainbow three-pointer as well to give Denver a chance with only seconds remaining. But Jamal Murray's desperation didn't quite work at the buzzer. Wow, Denver. Mate, they... um. 
I, we expect them to do better, but when it comes to fantasy, they've certainly got some stars and some value in Joker and Jamal Murray. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And they've had a pretty a pretty tough schedule up until this point. I, we're, and, and don't forget, you know, Michael Porter Jr. was out this game who uh, with COVID, and it sounds like he's going to miss at least the next game or two. Um, with the COVID protocol, he's been he's been incredible this season. What's really hurt Denver has been the play of uh, Will Barton and Gary Harris. It, 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 I've been I was a huge Will Barton guy even as a six man, and I was really thinking like this was going to be his game to step up, and he really disappointed tonight. But but he's a st- typical you know top seventy five guy when healthy. So, you know, he might be someone who ends up on waiver wires here and there. I, I still like Will Barton as, as an all-around contributor. Uh, you know, if you ended up with Michael Porter Jr., congratulations. You know, he seemed like a kind of a, a one-trick pony, maybe threes in points. But he's been he's been rebounding in double digits. Um, he's definitely playing a lot more D and getting steals and blocks. So, uh, you know, who knows? It may be someone, you know, with the COVID stuff, you can sneak out there and grab MPJ. And and like you said, Jokic is just a machine. The guy is incredible. Uh, he's the most one of the most consistent fantasy people. And you know, you take him in the top five, you can just rest easy with that pick. And on the Suns side, the winning Suns, Chris Paul shot one in the face of the Joker with seconds remaining to you know secure that win for the Suns. He had 21 points, six from 11 field goals, eight from eight from the free throw line, six assists, five boards, one block, and one three-pointer in 32 minutes. It was a second half of a back-to-back for the Suns, but they're still not saying anything about CP3 resting, and he hasn't at this point. We thought he may have, so that's very interesting. Whether or not he plays uh, Thursday and Friday next week, I think is their next um, sort of back-to-back. That would be interesting, but I don't think they're sort of pushing it at this point, especially when they're running for their first playoff berth since the 2009-2010 uh, uh, season. And another guy who did fantastically well. And DeAndre Ayton broke through for a season-high 22 points, hitting 10 of 13 field goals, 11 rebounds, two blocks, one assist, 37 minutes. And that's more like it from Ayton, who hadn't attempted more than 11 shots in a game this season. He came in averaging a pedestrian 10 points with a 17.8% uh, you know, field goal are just terrible for him. You know, yes, he needs a bit of efficiency to crack the 20 points this season by the look of it. But look, you're not out of the woods yet if you've picked him up fairly early. But I think as he gets healthier and as he continues to, you know, spend some time with CP3, he's only going to get better. And tonight was very much a big step in the right direction for DeAndre Ayton, Brent. Oops, I seem to have lost Brent. He's gone. So uh, let's have a quick squeeze at uh, Devin Booker. 35 minutes, 22 points, two rebounds, two assists. He got nine from 17 from the floor. Three from seven from deep did well. Cam Johnson is another guy who's still hanging around the top 75. If he's on your waiver wire, definitely one to keep out on. Uh, keep your eye on and stream. Nine points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, three from eight from the three-point line. McCall Bridges, 14 points, one rebound, two assists. Got four from 10 from the floor, four from eight from the three-point line, he continues to be fairly dominant, almost in a top 20, um, you know, kind of mold at this point in time. Game number nine, the LA Clippers, 100, lost to the Aussie-owed Utah Jazz, 106. We'll start on the Utah Jazz, and Mike Conley went off dropping 33 points with seven assists, two rebounds, one steal, seven three-pointers in 34 minutes. Good grief, Conley was 11 from 20 from the field. He went four from four from the line on a night where Donovan Mitchell couldn't establish any rhythm either, but Conley looked washed last season, but night and day. So far, he's looked okay. He's reached 34, uh, 30 points for the first time in a Jazz uniform. He's sitting top 30 in value in 9-cat right now, light years ahead of his ADP 
value of 91. And Joe Ingles, Aussie Joe, had a productive night versus the Clippers, scoring 11 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, one triple, and one turnover in 33 minutes. Don't let this stat line fool you, though. Ingles has moments, but he's no longer the only six men in Utah with Jordan Clarkson taking some of those touches as well. He's only been 13th round value in nine cats so far. That's unlikely to go up and match what everyone uh, when everyone is healthy in Utah. His assists may keep him right above the cut line, though, which is a tough category to fill off the waiver wire. Rudy Gobert uh, did some fairly good stuff as well. He had 24 minutes, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. And Derek Favors with a double-double in 23 minutes, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. He also got a block as well. To all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, make sure you take care of below-the-waist grooming for yourself. Our partners at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped are here to sync the competition and deliver the best tools for your below-the-waist grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting their greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you for when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and a crop reviver. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls getting caught up to your leg. The crop reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with a soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. God, this is crazy. And it will give your balls a boost. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. It's a whole new ball game. Get 20% off and free shipping. Take advantage of this limited time offer for Manscaped. All-star lineup and try it for yourself. 20% off free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20 when things get hairy in the fourth quarter. Make sure you call on Manscaped in clutch time. Looking at the Clippers side, and Kawhi Leonard had a monster line in a losing effort versus the Jazz, matching a career-high 16 rebounds to go with 20 points, 9 assists and 3 blocks, 2 triples in 39 minutes. It's a new year, but the same Kawhi, he's been the fifth best player in 9-cat right now on a per-game basis. His usage and scoring are actually down as well, but he's uh, offsetting all that average, by 2.3 steals and 1.3 blocks. The Clippers do have a back-to-back coming on soon on January 5th and 6th. So unless something drastic changes, I reckon you should plan for a bit of a rest. Uh, And Paul George had five steals by halftime, but 37 minutes, 25 points, eight rebounds, four assists, six steals, one block. Six from 22 from the field, five three-pointers. And we look at the very last game. We have Portland destroying the Dubs, 123-98. to Let's start on the Dubs side of things uh, and look at Steph Curry, 33 minutes, 26 points, eight rebounds, five assists, Nine from 20 in a 45% from the floor. Looks a little better for his field goal percentage as to what's been happening this year. Uh, Four from 12 from three-point land as well for Steph. Wiggins had 15 points, four rebounds and assists. Two blocks as well. Shot five from 12 from the floor, one from deep. Kelly Oubre got himself 10 points and four rebounds and a block. Still having trouble shooting the rock. Four from 12 from the floor and zero from four attempts from deep. Draymond Green had a outage in 17 minutes. Zero points, four rebounds, four assists. Um, 
and one steal as well. Uh, of course, that donut means he did uh, pretty terrible in the shooting stakes, but still has some rust, no doubt. James Wiseman, 19 points, uh, sorry, 19 minutes, 8.5 rebounds and two blocks uh, needs to sort out that at shooting efficiency for James Wiseman. On the Portland side of things, 123. They got Dame Lillard, 35 minutes, 34 points, four rebounds, eight assists, one steal, 11 from 21 from the floor, six from 10 from deep, six from six from the free throw line for Dame, looking solid as ever. And a guy who is sitting pretty in the top five at the moment is CJ McCollum, another all-star kind of performance from this kid. 33 minutes, 28 points, one rebound, four assists, three steals, 11 from 21 for him from the floor. He got four from 11 from deep, two from three from the charity stripe. Is he a sell-high guy? It would not surprise me. Nurk, eight points, eight rebounds, two assists, and one steal with a bit more of a comeback performance from Nurk. And Rogo, Robert Covington, eight points, 11 rebounds to assist a steal and a block, two from deep for him as well. That's all the games that we have for today. Now, if I have a look, uh, Brent gave me some buy low, sell high, guys. I was about to say buy high, sell low, which is uh, makes zero bloody sense. Um, and so we have... Brent, back on the line, internet. It's a funny thing, isn't it, mate? You gave me a few things, buy low, sell highs to do. Let's start with the sell highs. Who have yeah, you absolutely. got? Give, give us three names for the sell high, who you've got, and why. Three high, three names I got, uh, Jeremy Grant, Goran Dragic, and Christian Wood, but for different reasons. I think Jeremy Grant is really producing right now. Uh, but Blake Griffin is out. I think he's going to cut into his usage quite a bit, you know, if and when he comes back. So I think, um, you know, Grant is a good sell-high candidate at the moment um, just for sort of maybe a, a false usage look. I also think Killian Hayes is going to produce more. Um, we saw Sadiq Bey step up tonight. Uh, so I think Grant is somebody who you could probably sell high at the moment. I don't think his production keeps up all season. Goran Dragic, he always has that lingering foot injury um, which is scary. Uh, so he's somebody you might look at uh, selling high at the moment. Someone who probably almost went undrafted in a lot of leagues. Um, and then Christian Wood. Uh, you know, look, I wouldn't sell Christian Wood just for anybody. Um, but he's <laughs> one of those guys that he's got so much excitement around him right now. And and the way he looked in Houston. You know, if you can get a, top, a first round pick back for him. Uh, you know, there could be some guys maybe looking to sell Carl Anthony Towns. Who you might be able to look, uh, work in a package for Christian Wood, um, maybe Anthony Davis before tonight um, anyway, uh, but maybe that level of player uh, on an off night or an injury might occur. Christian Wood's one of those guys you could uh, leverage that excitement. And a buy low. Give us three names, brief as you can, on some guys to buy low on. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler um, is, is one guy you could definitely – um, by low at the moment, um, you know, he's working his way back right now. Uh, I think he's going to be much, much better uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, puts up almost first round value. Uh, who's underproducing at the moment. I think you could grab him. I think uh, Yusuf Nurkic is another name that I see out there quite a bit uh, as somebody who, uh, you know, went off in the bubble. It was really hyped coming into the draft. And I think people may be a little disappointed based on what he's doing right now compared to what was going on in the bubble. So he's somebody you might be able to uh, steal away from somebody. Uh, and a third guy uh, who I think is a decent buy low right now is uh, PJ Washington on the Charlotte Hornets. I've loved this guy. I think he's got huge potential. I think Biombo maybe stole a little bit of his uh, stats tonight. Uh, but I think on most nights, P.J. Washington is a guy who can get blocks and threes and rebounds. Uh, he's only in his second year, so there's going to be some ups and downs. Um, but I think some owners might be getting a little bit frustrated with him at the moment. And he, you know, Who knows? He could be some guy who ends up on waiver wires in some shallower leagues. Uh, he's definitely somebody you'd want to target. All right, Brent. Well, thanks for coming on. As much as you missed the last couple, that's okay. We got there in the end. Um, mate, you're going to come on 
is a bit of a regular contributor from what I keep getting told. So uh, we look forward to if people want to reach out to you, how can they do that on Twitter? Yeah, you can you can get me at, at Brent Middleman on Twitter. Uh, the best place to find me is uh, sign up for the Hoopball uh, package and get on our Discord channel. There's a tons of people there. Where, uh, I'm basically answering questions all day long in a bunch of different threads on Dynasty Leagues, on Sit and Start, on Trade Advice, on just general fantasy advice. We have a Rate My Team. Uh, we have D- DFS. We have uh, different um, categories of... Uh, we have football and basketball and all these things on there. It's really, really cool and worth any amount of money you have to pay monthly to get on there, honestly, because uh, you have experts just giving you advice all day long in all these different categories. It's really great. Cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Mr. Jolly, he should be back with our next pod. Of course, we won't be doing pods on uh, Sunday for you guys. Well, we'll do one on a Sunday night for a Monday commute. But the, the Saturday night, Sunday morning pods won't happen in 2021. So you'll get us six days a week at least. But you can find him on Twitter. He's at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Harlander 23. That's been the first lot of games for 2021. We've got to be pretty excited about that. Uh, look, thanks for joining us. You can look us up on Facebook as well at uh, Mr. Jolly and the Harlander. Come on, say g'day. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.